Hi, welcome back to the show. If you're listening, this is uh, Living Corporate. My name is Ade. I'm one of your hosts for the show. And with me today, we have uh, one of our faves here on the show, Tim Salau. Tim, you want to say hello? Yeah. Hey, y'all. It's Tim Salau. How are you doing? How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, Ade. I'm doing good. Welcome back. How have you been all these days? Like, you just dipped off, left living corporate land, haven't, like, shown your face back around these parts. I've been doing well. Some big, great things have been happening since then. I've recently started working with WeWork, leading product marketing management, and focusing on really unleashing the future of work. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and I continue to grow the mentors and mentees community and have onboarded a few brand partners since then, including living corporate is one of them so yeah, yeah. A, a lot of great things have been happening that's amazing um that was a perfect segue into the conversation that we're having today um when you say the future of work could you talk a little bit more about that absolutely so the future of work is this really general broad view of how in the next five to ten years we're no longer going to be working in a workforce where things are static, where you only see salaried employees. More so, you'll see a mix of freelancers, salaried employees, and even contract workers in the workforce. So it's this very broad view with most of, you know, that, 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 that looks at how the, the organizations of the future are going to look that think about how the gig economy is going to affect, you know, what the workforce is going to look like in the future. And most importantly, how will workers have to adapt in this future? And when I think about the future of work, I often define it as from a worker perspective and a professional perspective is you being able to take control of your career as a worker, as a professional. And I think there are other elements of it where you can look at it from a gig economy perspective. You can look at it from a organizational design perspective and a more business perspective. How do organizations adapt and adapt to leveraging AI and all of these different tools that will allow them to stay digital in an in a ever-changing digital landscape? But my definition of it is more so taking control of your career as a worker and pursuing the opportunities that are tailored fit for you. That's awesome. Uh, so question for you then to follow up on that. What does taking control of your career look like as an individual? I want to come back to what it means for um, organizations to make this kind of sea change into um, the workforce of the future. But as an individual, as someone who's going to be working for uh, a few years, I want to know what it's like, uh, what taking ownership of my career looks like and what what that means for an individual well you know there's a lot of elements to that Ade. i believe that taking control of your career first and foremost is starting to invest in what you can control i think i often talk with professionals and they don't realize that the future of work you have to be pushing yourself towards a, towards being an asset not a commodity so really starting to outline what are the strengths, the skills, the unique aspects of you that are fit for a role that you're interested in, right? For example, if you are someone looking to get into product management, right, and potentially work for a media podcast company, 
you would have to take control of the opportunities or the platforms that allow you to put yourself out there, whether it be a LinkedIn, you're having a website or networking in the right circles that give you visibility to that network of media podcast professionals and product managers who are working within that industry, right? So I think that for a long time, there's been traditional expectations to traditional behavior that workers have adopted in which we no longer see our careers as in our control, as being proactive and really working towards where we want to be by doing the right things. Instead, it's always been you wait to climb the corporate ladder. You wait until your manager says you can get promoted. You wait until you know you see the opportunity that comes to you instead of really taking that self-agency and pursuing the right opportunity so i think that's one element of you know you taking control of your career and i think another element of it is being very clear and investing in your personal brand i do believe from a worker's perspective that personal brands are going to matter in the future because your personal brand is what differentiates you it's what allows people to start seeing you as an asset Right. Okay. Well, now I have to put some thought into my personal brand, my personal <laughs> brand beyond like jokes and talking about food. Um, okay. Thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on my, my to-do list. So you mentioned earlier the mentors and mentees community. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that. What are the top three tips that you give within mentors and mentees about the intentionality that you put into your career yeah i I think first and foremost it starts with introspection i don't believe that you know you you have to force your personal brand i don't believe that you have to start investing in things whether it be courses or coaches who tell you that this is your personal brand, yet it's not. It's not something that you feel is true to you. Right. I believe that one of the best ways and what I often tell my community is that you start realizing your strengths, what your gifts are, by really going deep. Going deep and evaluating what are prior roles that I've had that have led me to this point in my career. What do people that I spend my time with intimately, family, friends, coworkers, What do they think are some of the unique strengths of me? Let me ask them those questions. And then from there, you get to a point where you start and then you you soul search and say, okay, what what am I great at? What do I want to be great at? What do I want to be known for? And then when you take all of those different factors, what your coworkers say about you, your prior experiences, and then you dig deep, you start to seeing, you start to see some patterns and you more importantly start defining what is it that makes you unique? Is it your cultural background? Is it certain industry experiences that no one else in your domain has? Are there certain skills that no one else wants to do or has acquired that you bring to the table when it right. comes to being, you know, uh, an employee or a company? You really get that holistic perspective. So I always tell my members in my community and my friends that, look, dig deep, right? And then from there, start being a giver. Start finding opportunities where you can give your strengths away, where you can really stand out because you're playing in your zone of greatness. So that's really when your personal brand starts unlocking for you. I'll give you an example. For me, I realized my purpose and kind of what I want to kind of be uniquely known for uh, and that I want to kind of live day in and day out. Two years ago when I was at UT Austin, 
pursuing my grad degree. And, you know, I had deep moments of reflection and I realized, you know what, if there's anything I want to be great at, it's to strengthen the bonds that people share through compassion and empathic action. And, you know, I eventually found a title for it and kind of an area that I really, really love, which is community building. From that point on, I created a community. I've invested myself in that community day in and day out. And to a degree now, people know me as that. That's my brand because right. people know how great I am at it, right? right? So I've uniquely differentiated myself. And I also operate within, within this overlap where I do product management work and I'm in tech. So now I have this really unique characteristic of me where I stand out. I'm not only a community builder, but I'm somebody that can talk to you about product management. I'm someone that can talk to you about how to get into tech. So I get hit up about that a lot. So that's really how you go about saying, okay, how do I stand out in such a competitive job market so I could thrive in the future of work? Right. And I love the uh, the phrase that you used earlier, zone of greatness. I'm probably mm. gonna I'm gonna co-opt that for my own use a little <laughs> bit later on. Thank you, snatched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, before we we go, those were some really great points that we're gonna um, take forward, and I'm, I'm probably gonna start sending um, like surveys around to my friends and, and my family members, like. Hey, take this three to five question quiz about what I'm good at because I'm trying to develop my personal brand. So if you're my friend and you're listening, please know that um, <laughs> you'll be receiving a survey within the next year. And you know what? Quiz. The ones that do out of there, the ones that answer that survey, they care about you. They want you to be great. The yep. ones that don't, you got to question that relationship. <laughs> my woes. If you listen, if, if you receive a survey from me. And you do not respond to my survey. Our friendship is dead. Dead. <laughs> All right. So before we go, uh, let's talk about WeWork really quickly. You yeah. uh, mentioned at the beginning of this interview that, um, you know, have a, a position a relationship with WeWork. I personally attend um, a ton of events at WeWork, especially Ooh. at uh, Flatiron School. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So uh, talk to me. What attracted you to WeWork? What are you doing there? Um, how can I get a membership for the Lolo? <laughs> Tell me all about it. <laughs> so I'll see what I can do about the membership. Look, listen, uh, but listen. To give you a little bit of, uh, of, of, of clarity as to, you know, why I'm really excited to be working with WeWork is that what WeWork does in the community space in terms of their core business, which is, you know, obviously selling space to entrepreneurs and creators who want to, you know, do the best work of their lives and build their business and connect with others. The fact that we work is really just a framework for creating community. That's what attracted me to the company. And as a community builder, someone that is obsessed with community and someone that does it day in and day out is my life purpose. It is what I'm building my legacy around because that's what drives me. I saw that there was a unique opportunity for me to contribute my value, contribute my perspective as a black man in tech and as someone that is an avid community builder and, and, and understands their strength in numbers. There was great potential in me, I believe, working with a company like we were that's really building that next generation of what community will look like, right? Whether right. it be at work, in cities, 
and at a global level too because we work as a multinational company and i felt as if you know i'm at a point in my career where i want to be able to do the best work of my life and i know what my strengths are i know what my gifts are so the opportunity now for me to really lead the future of work something i talk about often online with my community with my friends sure. and what people know me of it was a perfect fit and you know that's why i encourage people to think about too when you think about the future of work and you think about how you want to build what you're known for you have to think about what are companies what are the opportunities that are a unique fit for you because i could say working with wework is a unique fit, fit for me this role that i'm in i'm going to be doing a lot of community building i'm going to be doing a lot of evangelizing about the future of work i'm going to be doing all of the things that really uh, uh unleash all of the best aspects of me. So right. when you find that fit, you know, you become on another level. Right. Right. That's awesome. I, I think an additional thing that I love about WeWork um is that as a, a space, it's almost inclined to um support interaction, right? Like Mm. you come in and there are a lot of open spaces like yes you can find your privacy there's some really um interesting areas and nooks and crannies that you can hide yourself if you are like me not interested in extended human interaction um but there are also times where you walk into we work and there are a bunch of people there who are um complete strangers or were complete strangers 20 minutes ago and they're now talking about their interests and their companies and oh, I formed such and such LLC and I can help you form an LLC and all these really amazing conversations particularly with young professionals in tech many of whom are transitioning many of whom aren't even sure what the vastness of the possibilities um <laughs> exists within tech so yeah I'm going to wax poetic about we work a little bit more later on but yeah thank you so much for for sharing that um experience and sharing your purpose in that matter and i i especially think for those of us who are underrepresented in tech in general no one who wants longevity out of their career goes at it alone mm. um i it's one of the things that i discovered when i i started self teaching is that um isolation will hurt you more than it will help. There's sometimes where you need to shut the entire world off and really like buckle down and focus. But more often than not, somebody has done what you're done what you're doing. Um mm. they Someone has done it. Right. You're you're not the first person in the world to be stuck That's on all. binary search trees or hash tables. Um <laughs> and it's 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 probably a better use of your time to seek out um the wisdom of those who've done it before than to kind of bang your head at it for for 6 months at a time not because there's no utility in teaching yourself those things but because you're joining a community you're joining a, a community of learners of teachers um and there's no better place to be than people who are eager to share their experiences with you and their understanding with you Uh, which does not minimize your experience as a learner. Again, waxing poetic. All of that to say that um, we work is such an important space, um, and and building a community for yourself is such an important aspect of your career. I couldn't agree more. You need to come work with us at WeWork. <laughs> <laughs> is that how I get a space? That's it. Because, you, I mean, I'm down. You got the job. You got the job. <laughs> Just like that. See. 
2019, getting jobs I didn't even interview for. Look at me. <laughs> Shout out to God. Okay. Before we go, Tim, is there anything else that you'd like to, to add? Anything that you'd like to talk, touch on that we haven't spoken about? Absolutely. For all of y'all listening right now, join the Mentors and Mentees community. If you want to take control of your career and achieve career fulfillment, that is the focus of our community. We are in growth mode and, you know, we are booming uh, as a community builder. I will welcome you. I will show you love and our members will do the same. And I also want to share that if you got a friend that needs a career coach, let them know. I am a career coach as well. Uh, aside from all of the uh, things I do, uh, I do a lot of things because I'm living in the future of work, literally, as I speak about it. So if you need a coach that will take care of your career and help you position you to thrive in the, in the future of work, that is moi. So, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn. For y'all who are following me on LinkedIn, thank you. For y'all who are not, please get to it. As I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as well, if those are your preferred channels. But connect with me. I would love to continue to carry this conversation with you all. I just want to add that your hustle is unreal <laughs> because, like, I think I've counted, I think I've counted like the three positions <laughs> just now. Um, I, I think the only like the only people who work harder than Tim are like Jamaicans <laughs> and Beyonce. So <laughs> I've gotten that. Before. Congratulations you, on your hustle. I've gotten that before. Are you Jamaican? I said no. Nah, I'm Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nigerian American. <laughs> that's that's hilarious you know, you're you're doing you're doing nigerians proud um very very happy to have you in our corner i am happy to be a part of the living corporate family thank you so very much for for joining us yeah um so happy to have you please don't be a stranger oh of course not that's it from us guys we're signing off um remember per usual you can catch us on pretty much you know everywhere if you're on facebook if you're on linkedin if you're on twitter if you're on instagram we're living corporate everywhere um you can also catch us at www.living-corporate.com uh tell australia to free livingcorporate.com for our youth um that's it for us today i was so uh, happy to speak to you today thank you so much for joining us tim and until next time living corporate family Go out and be great. Be great. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin from Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.